Episode 159, Snag a Piece of Humble Pie. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey there, this is Danny Sunshine Bauer from Better Leaders, Better Schools, and the School Leadership Series, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Hey, Elite Educators. Did you tune in to episode 155 with my edgy buddy, Angela Watson? We talked all about balance and productivity. If you struggle in this area, listen up. Don't let anyone make you feel like you're to blame or you just need to manage your time better. There is nothing wrong with you. The problem is the overwhelming demands of the job. And when you're overwhelmed, you don't have the time, the energy, or the mental bandwidth to figure out how to change. And you're too exhausted to follow through anyway. You need an actual plan, a teacher-tested system that's guaranteed to work and ongoing support so you don't have to figure everything out on your own. Well, Angela created the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek Club, which is the solution to teacher overwhelm. It is a professional development on productivity. It's for teachers by a teacher to help you trim three, five, or even 10 plus hours off of your work week. So Angela's dedicated the past four years to developing and refining the club materials so that there's a proven system that has freed thousands of educators to be their best selves both in and outside of the classroom. So Each month, she gives you a plan for simplifying one aspect of your teaching, and you can use as many or as few strategies as you'd like. They're just some few small tweaks to your mindset and your daily routine and one area, and you're going to start moving the needle. That way, you feel relief from overwhelm immediately. You can even jump in and out of the resources whenever it's convenient for you. Some teachers read over them with a cup of coffee on Saturday mornings, and others listen to the audio version during their Monday morning commutes. There's literally no pressure to keep up or do it all. That would just create more overwhelm, right? So use only the ideas and the printables that jump out to you through a quick skim of the month's materials, and you can always come back to anything you skipped later, as you'll keep your access to all the materials for the rest of your teaching career. No extra cost. Here's what you get if you decide to join the club clear, actionable, classroom-tested steps. And that's for 52 weeks. You get a positive, supportive community. You've got coaches and thousands of other teachers that are going to share ideas, answer your questions, and provide encouragement and accountability. Printables and templates. That's more than $450 worth of forms and teacher resources, plus free bonus materials like video trainings, the 40 hour teacher workweek list making system, and the big five tips for teacher productivity. 
you get a PD certificate that adds up to 104 continuing education hours. And lastly, ongoing support indefinitely. You've got lifetime access to the membership site and the Facebook community. So if you're like, yes, 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 I need this, here's what you need to do. Go to 40htw.com. That stands for the 40-hour teacher work week. And when you're purchasing, just enter my name, Gretchen Bridgers, or you can put my email, Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com, as the person that's referring you. Early bird access has already opened on June 5th. That means there's access to all the June club materials, which is summer planning, home organization, bonus materials, and sharing ideas in the Facebook group. The official open dates for the 40-hour Teacher Workweek Club is July 1st through 18th. That is it. So all of you elite educators deserve to take charge of your professional and personal life, and the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek Club is the answer to finding your zen. In fact, the motto states, small changes add up to big results. So sign up today. Remember, visit 40htw.com, and when you're purchasing, enter my name, Gretchen Bridgers, or my email, Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com, as the person that referred you. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. Hey, hey, Elite Educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I'm excited you have come back to continue learning more and more. That describes an elite educator who wants to continue to hone their craft, snag new ideas, learn new lessons, and that's what I'm here for. I have spent this week learning another valuable lesson that I want to pass on to you in hopes that not only it helps you professionally, but personally as well. Let's talk about feedback and how it can be the difference between you rising to the top or tanking to the bottom. And spoiler alert, it has nothing to do with the feedback given or the person giving it. It all has to do with you and only you. You ready to reignite your passion and potential? Here we go. I love to start the show with a rationale for the episodes. I often get asked, you know, where do you get the ideas for what you talk about? And I'm like, the ideas are all around us if we just pay attention. And I've always got my notes app ready to go if something happens in my life. And I think it can apply to education and be helpful for you. Then I jot it down and it jogs my memory when it's time to get back on the mic. So I hope that you found it helpful. If you have, please head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review. This just helps iTunes know to keep pumping out the show. So this week's episode, and I know you're going to probably laugh at me because it was inspired by social media. Again, I know you're going to think I'm an addict of sorts because the last couple episodes I've mentioned how things I've you know come across and lessons I've learned have come from social media. I mean, hopefully I'm not going to need an intervention <laughs> for my social media habits, but just know that the people I do follow on there are inspiring me to become better. So it can't be all that bad, right? Anyway, today's episode is similar in story to what happened to me in the last episode where the message and theme, you know, just kept popping up. And I learned my lesson last time, no pun intended. And so when I saw the same theme twice, I got to jot in my notes instead of ignoring it because I knew it was going to continue to haunt me until I finally listened, and I just felt like being compliant this week with the lesson gods. (laughs) So I think I've told you before, but Twitter is my happy place. It's where I go to learn. You know, Facebook and Instagram are fun, and it's where I go to share and help other people, but Twitter is kind of where I put on my learning hat, and I get to work. 
And there's some seriously amazing educators on there. And I'm just in awe of our profession getting to be so blessed with, you know, so many incredible, creative, impactful, smart people. Well, this last week, I ran across two tweets that related to feedback. And they made me really stop and think like, dang, not only is that true, but that's really deep, you know, like life-changing stuff if I just let it sink in a minute. So I did, you know, I took a snapshot on my phone, that way I could share it with you later. But instead of continuing to scroll my feed, I just stopped for a minute. And I'll share with you my thought process and reflection in a second, as well as some action steps for you. But let's just hit you with the first tweet. So the first one is from a high school principal who works at a National Blue Ribbon School in Missouri. His name's David Gurren. Gosh, I think that's how you say his name. His Twitter handle is at David and his last name G-E-U-R-I-N. And he said, foolish people reject feedback. Compliant people accept feedback. The most effective people intentionally seek feedback. Hashtag EdChat, hashtag future driven. So he must have been participating in a Twitter chat. EdChat, that would be a good one to start. But what I love about what David said is he provided you with this continuum of characteristics that people display when they're given feedback. And as a teacher coach and consultant and PD provider, I mean, I'm giving feedback constantly. And so I know these things are to be true. And he doesn't say like, hey, if you are amazing, you don't need or get feedback. You know, if and if you have no talent, you just suddenly get tons of feedback. And I think that's what a lot of people think. But he made it clear without explicitly saying it, everyone gets feedback, but it's how you, the receiver, respond that makes all the difference. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today. So get it out of your head that being a great educator means that you earn the right to wear feedback earmuffs. <laughs> the best athletes practice every day. They get countless amounts of feedback to tweak their performance You know, they didn't get that way because they thought they were too good for feedback and that they ignored it and magically they become amazing at their craft. And David uses the continuum of foolish to compliant to effective. And I know you all want and desire to be effective or you wouldn't listen to a podcast to help you become that. But I want to point you out that foolish might hurt to accept, but he's right. You know, feedback is like this golden ticket. It's a code to help you open up the gates to your future. And it might not be pretty or feel good, but long-term, it's the difference between the average you and the impactful you. And being great is work. It's hard work. It's daily hard work. And you don't get that way by yourself. It takes many hard lessons, honest leaders, accountable friends, etc., just to ensure that you stay steady at the helm. And many of you are probably middle of the road, which David calls compliant, and that's kind of where students sit too. You know, they just listen to what you have to say and maybe potentially do something with it. But oftentimes, people listen as a passive activity. You know, it goes in one ear, out the other. You know, they might even be really thankful or gracious, and they intend to apply it. But the majority of folks are just complying. And I don't want you to be that way. Don't teach your kids to be that way. You might think, you know, a piece of feedback was unwarranted or downright incorrect, but think about where it came from. What made that person say that? What about their perspective made them share that with you? And there's always just some nugget of truth and hope and even the most hurtful negative piece of feedback. So when you take the time to breathe it in and break it down, that's where you're going to find those nuggets. 
and don't get discouraged by the messenger or the tone or the content of the message. Move beyond what David was calling foolishness. You know, people are wanting you to be better because they wouldn't waste their time on you giving you feedback if you had zero potential. It's a waste of time for everybody. They know you have something good in there and they're trying to guide you. And that doesn't mean, you know, they're perfect or that they know it all, but they do have something noteworthy to share. So listen up, snag a piece of humble pie. You'll never be excused from receiving feedback. So you better just get good at taking it. (laughs) I honestly have gotten the best feedback from people younger and more inexperienced than myself honest to God, because their perspective and their honesty made all the difference. You know, of course, I always love feedback from like the experts and people I admire, but sometimes it's the unexpected ones that stick with us. And so take David's commentary to heart, avoid the foolishness, move beyond complacency and compliance, and embrace feedback like an effective educator. And if you noticed, he said that experts seek feedback. They don't just wait for it. They don't only listen when they have to. They go out and get it from anyone, anywhere, anytime. They can't get enough of it. You know, they are as humble as humble as can be. Speaking of, I'm always amazed when I go to a PD workshop and it's led by someone, what I call edu famous. (laughs) I made up that term, but you know, it's someone who's like pretty big in education, you know, that makes you kind of have a semi fan moment. They'll often ask your opinion or at the end, you know, ask how they could have provided better insight or help for you. And I'm like, what? Like, you're really asking little old me how big old successful you can be better? And how can I offer anything worthy to help you? I mean, I don't even know what I would suggest because it was the most amazing PD experience. But that right there is how you know they are amazing because They are willing to continue to ask what they can do for you and how they can do it better. And that takes a freaking lot of guts to ask a room full of people to grade you right out in the open. I mean, they weren't even like in a secret anonymous survey or, you know, after the session in private, just, you know, right out there in the minefield. (laughs) Woo! I am not at that level, (laughs) like nowhere near that. But that's cool about that little feeling inside me because that scares the heck out of me. And that's when I know I've got something worthy to work towards. I want to be that. I want to grow to that level. I want and I crave feedback and I'm not afraid to ask for it, even in a huge room of strangers, because those strangers will give the most honest, unique perspective ever. You know, not my family or my friends or my mentors. They know me too well. You know, their perspective could be a little skewed. So it's the ones that really barely know you that see it so clearly. And so I think I'm somewhere between compliant and expert depending on the day and the person telling me. So I have my assignment for the rest of my life. (laughs) And that's, you know, how to embrace feedback and seek it out in all places, unusual or not. It's going to take, you know, a lot of commitment and some major awareness, but I'm determined to do it because I know if I want to get better, I got to open up unafraid. Man, I feel like we could just stop right here and I could give you some action steps and you could be on your way, but we still have one more tweet I wanted to share. So let's get to it. So this next tweet is from a British American author and motivational speaker. You might have heard of him, Simon Sinek. His Twitter handle is at... Simon Sinek is S-I-N-E-K. And he said, when we're closed to ideas, what we hear is criticism. 
And when we are open to ideas, what we hear is advice. Obviously, Simon Sinek is powerfully intelligent, but more importantly, he's just, you know, a very wise man. You know, every time he speaks, I listen. He's saying exactly what I was getting at. And like David mentioned, foolish people reject feedback. And rejection just doesn't have to be denial or ignoring it or arguing it. You know, rejection is being closed to the ideas you are hearing. And these ideas come in the form of feedback. When you don't want to hear something, you turn off your ears. You reject whatever comes your way and you interpret the interaction as more criticism. It's negative. And that's why feedback gets such a bad rap because folks aren't open to hearing it. And certainly they don't want to do anything with it. But if we move up that continuum that David mentioned, then those closed ears to criticism become open ears to feedback and advice. And what a difference. It's the same people, the same message, but the attitude of the receiver determines if the message transforms them into greatness or disaster. So I think you're understanding by now what I'm saying to you. Feedback doesn't have to be the dreaded F word in your professional career. It doesn't have to be a negative experience. It doesn't have to leave you feeling less than or incapable. And it certainly does not have to be the reason you exit a job you love and are passionate about. It's not who is saying it or what they're saying. It's about what you do with it. It's all about you. You are in control. I mean, you can blame people and things all you want, but that won't get you anywhere. Feedback isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it will always turn into those things with the right ear and the right action steps. And speaking of action steps, why don't we get to that? It's super simple. What I want you to try. So first, listen with intention. So when someone approaches you with advice or a tip, just listen. That means your ears take it in and think about how you can then take a sliver of what they said and tweak your performance. So you're going into the interaction saying, what can I take away from this conversation? I don't necessarily have to agree with it. I don't have to take it all, but there's got to be some small nugget I can take with me. The next thing is ask for clarity. So if you're unsure where their perspective is coming from or, you know, what evidence determined that piece of feedback, please ask. I mean, it's not supposed to be a mystery. It's about you. After all, you need all the information you can get. Then I want you to write it down. You can start what I call a feedback journal. So if you're like me, you're going to forget the moment you walk away. (laughs) I mean, not because you're inadequate, but you're busy. And plus, this journal will be kind of a cool way to watch your career unfold. There will be pieces of feedback, you know, that are harder to write down than others and ones you hope no one reads. But those are actually the ones that propel you astronomically. You know, those are the forks in the road where you made the choice to better yourself. So be proud of that feedback because without it, you'd still be on the wrong road, going the wrong way, circling at some low level instead of climbing to new heights. And lastly, I want you to take action. So once you've listened, you got the answers you needed, you wrote it down, it's time to do something with it. Don't be compliant and just listen, but put it into action. And this is the step everyone forgets. So don't let that be you. 
break down the feedback into a recipe of steps, and then decide the timeline for when each step is going to be executed. And if you're feeling brave, you can check back in with that same person that gave you the feedback and have them come back, have them follow up in a similar situation to see your growth or, you know, how you've made changes to be more effective. So that's just listen with intention ask for clarity, write it down, and take action. You got this. Remember what David said, foolish people reject feedback, compliant people accept feedback, the most effective people intentionally seek feedback. And also remember what Simon said, when we are closed to ideas, what we hear is criticism. And when we're open to ideas, what we get is advice. So go snag a piece of humble pie and turn feedback into an uplifting, energizing experience. Because after all, it's all about your reaction and your perspective. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on seeking feedback with open ears and an open mind so it empowers and enlightens you to become your best. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.